0: Live from Chatterbox Sports Studios, it's Off the Bench with Tom Brenneman. Well, good morning, good morning, and a good Tuesday morning to you. Welcome to Off the Bench, presented by United Dairy Farmers. We come your way Monday through Friday, 10 a.m. to noon Eastern Time. You can find us on YouTube slash Chatterbox Sports We asked you to flip on that subscribe to the show and the notification switch as well if you prefer to join us in podcast form, and that's perfectly fine. Please do search Off the Bench with Tom Brenneman and you're dialed in. All right, here we go. Bengals head coach Zach Taylor met with the media yesterday and walked through a laundry list of players he hopes to have back when the Bengals go to Pittsburgh in two weeks. They're off this week, remember. Mike Hilton broke his pinky in three places against Cleveland last Monday, then had to have surgery to repair some of the ligament damage in that finger. And he told everybody he will be on the field against his former team next Sunday night. The big question, of course, outside of Jamar Chase, he will not be playing against Pittsburgh. But the big question is when DJ Reader will return. The team opted, as you know, not to put him on injured reserve. They hope he's ready to be back in the lineup against the Steelers. They won't make a final decision on that until next week. Monday night football, the Ravens take it to the Saints 27-13 at the Superdome. It was no contest. And you got to feel for Andy Dalton. I mean, it's sad. He throws a 16-yard completion on the first offensive play of the game. Then the Saints manage twenty. five more yards total over basically the next two quarters till the final drive of the first half they got a chance to get right back in it there's a receiver that's as open as it is from hamilton ohio to downtown cincinnati and i don't know if the guy ran a wrong route but dalton overthrows him by 10 yards wide open in the end zone Andy has not won a primetime game since 2018. He's not won on Monday Night Football since 2014. Not all his fault. They couldn't run it. They went for two yards a carry, and uh, he was sacked four times. Baltimore is all alone atop the AFC North at 6-3. and three. That's one game better than Cincinnati. Football world still in shock. We told you right at the end of the show yesterday, Frank Reich was fired as head coach of the Indianapolis Colts. This guy, during his tenure, started seven different quarterbacks and was still seven games over 500. His downfall, you may remember, started last year when they were nine and six with two to go, and they only had to win one game. And they got embarrassed by Jacksonville the last game of the season. Out they went, no playoffs. Jeff Saturday. A six-time Pro Bowl center for the Colts. He's been working for ESPN, and apparently he's also allowed to be an advisor to the Colts. I don't know how in the world that happens. How can you be a quote-unquote member of the media and at the same time be working for an NFL team that you're talking about? No idea. But they decide to name him as a new head coach, interim head coach. His only experience as a coach was for a high school team in Georgia. Maybe the biggest news, and, and, and we don't know anything definitively yet, is about Josh Allen. We touched on this yesterday, the quarterback of the Bills. He is getting that right elbow looked at again today for a potential damage in there. That's a nerve that they normally have to fix, a ligament, when you undergo Tommy John surgery. It's unknown if Allen will play this week, and it's the biggest game in the NFL, make no mistake about it. That would be Buffalo against a red-hot 7-1 Minnesota Vikings. College football doesn't get any bigger than this. It's Maction, boys and girls. Casey McAllister, Paul Fritzner, good morning, boys. Good morning. Good morning, Tom. How are you today? I'm doing good. Very excited about Maxin tonight because the Ohio University Bobcats are going about what? 11, 12 miles up the road here? Right up the road. Right up the road to dreaded Oxford, Ohio. I love Oxford, Ohio. I just don't love Miami. Big rivalry. OU and Miami tonight. Maxion. You going to be there? No, I'm not. (laughs) Oh, you don't (laughs) want to go? (laughs) No, no. I'm going to get back and watch y'all. This is one of my favorite nights of the year. You know, we don't get into much politics here on the show, nor are we going to. But I really enjoy reading about politics and, and so on and so forth. So I, I this is one of those nights I just camp out in front of the tube and watch that stuff all night. No sports. No, nothing. But I will be clicking back and forth to see how the Bobcats. That's why you get a second TV, right? Get the well, man. I don't have. No, I don't have one of man cave them. going. Do they do that picture in picture stuff anymore? Uh, Are d- TVs made with that, or anything? I, I remember the old days when it first started. Do they do that anymore. I
1: think some streaming services offer it. Do they? Uh, yeah. Okay. But I honestly don't use it that much. I just throw a second screen up there. Maybe yeah. get it on the lap. What's a, what's uh, the do you tom- put
0: up a second television in it, 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 where you're watching? You have two TVs.
1: Oh, we have this spare one. We have this really old, like brick square one that was like brick. A, it's it's real heavy. It's a digital one. It's got a DVD player built into the side I of it. But it's got an hdmi port so i can just plug my laptop in and throw a second screen up That's there if that. i want it yeah
2: i yeah. mean i i would very frequently plug in so when i was watching like i don't know i don't remember what i was I, oh i know i was in the stock market doing day, day trading yes and so <laughs> i bought these monitors right just these cheap monitors so i have like four of them in my on my desk that I use with my computer so I can desk. play all yeah it's a big desk I could put like five different games on at the same time if I wanted to I might actually do that for for some you
0: still have that set up in your new crib I will set it up that way okay, okay.
1: what's the Tom Brennerman man cave look like
0: yeah no man cave no man cave no no just sitting right there in the you know den it's an open area kitchen whole thing and just sit right there and settle in I can click them all around when my son doesn't decide to come walk into the door and makes me crazy on NFL Sundays when he's got that uh, red zone on. You oh, know, you're I, not I, a, you're I not I a red zone it. guy? I can't stand it. Oh, I love red you zone. You
1: know, it's I fu- can't stand it. It's funny you say that because I'm not a big red zone guy either. Yeah.
0: I mean, there's a time and a place for it. I get it. You know, especially yeah. last week when you had all those games coming down in the final couple of minutes tight games. That's fine. But yeah. I like... I like watching a game unfold and develop and and how it plays out and all that kind of thing. And I I don't have time to sit around like a lot of you to sit around and watch an entire football game start to finish. But Red Zone, you know, I don't know. It's a little much. A big night in college basketball. You were down there last night watching your Xavier Musketeers. I sent you a text during the game. (laughs) You did. Okay. So I wasn't sitting there uh watching any game in particular uh last night but i click on my computer just to check some scores and it's nine and a half minutes into the game and i always go the first thing i go to when i when i click on the score of these games is i go to team stats i like seeing just what what kind of hobby you get a good feel for what's going on in the game so nine and a half minutes in Xavier had, I think, a 17 to 15, 19 to 17, something like that, lead yeah. um, against Morgan State. And I saw where the Muskies only had two field goals, one of on them a three. And I'm sitting there going, This doesn't add up. And then, scroll down a little further, and I see that they had turned it over 10 times in the first nine minutes. And. They already had 11 free throw attempts to Morgan State's one. What was going on down
1: there? Yeah, I mean, Morgan State, they play fast. They play real fast. They don't recover very well defensively, and that's their style. They press, they get up in you, and they want to foul a lot. And Xavier's defensive style, especially last night, Sean talked about it. Sean Miller talked about it after the game. He said, we made a conscious effort to not foul in this game. We did not want to foul. We didn't want to give them any points from the line. I think Morgan State only shot three free throws in the first half. And they, Morgan State just couldn't do anything defensively without fouling, but they also wanted to turn you over. It's kind of like, for Big East fans, kind of like a poor man's St. John's, where they try to run you up, try to score some points, but they also just try to turn you over and be scrappy. And, yeah, Xavier had 10 turnovers, I think, in the first 10 minutes, like you said, and then they only had 10 the rest of the way. Okay. So get some youth, get some experience. My bottom the line is a
0: hammer Morgan State, uh, and they get a big game from this young man – sule boom transfer mm-hmm. you said from where utep utep yep first game is a muskie As 23 sean miller wins in his debut and his return to xavier the uc bearcats beat chaminade 98 55 david de julius yeah and victor locken looked good too the uc looked real good last
1: i mean i know chaminade's d2 but uc looked real good got some new pieces they got to figure out but
0: this is a big year for west miller i thought UC looked real good last night okay all right, so both the Bearcats and uh, X win. Kentucky rolled last night, as did number 13, Indiana. Uh, 24th-ranked Dayton beat Lindenwood, 73-46. Miami and Ohio University lose tight ones. The Bobcats lose at the buzzer on a three. That hurts. And NKU lost its season opener, as we thought they would, to Kent State. Kent State's got a good program. Um, so the lineup of the show today We have Zim Hude, who's been found somewhere out in the woods, outside of D.C. He's a woodsy guy, right? So he's going to join us at 1030. 11 o'clock, Brian Billick. Really interested to talk to him about a number of things that are going on around the NFL. Big picture stuff here. Uh, And then, of course, the best 30 minutes in television, Tracy Jones at 1130. Our big interview tomorrow, and it's going to be interesting to talk to Dr. Timothy Kremchek because he, along with James Andrews, uh, are the two most sought-after surgeons in the world if an athlete is going to undergo Tommy John surgery. It's basically an arms race between those two guys. Andrews, protege of Dr. Frank Job, as is Kremchek, who worked with Andrews, And whenever a baseball pitcher gets a news, they've got to get that ulnar nerve fixed. It's either Kremchek or Andrews. Gonna talk to him a little bit tomorrow about this whole Josh Allen thing, that if indeed there is something in that elbow, um, how effective can the guy be? I'm sure it's a matter of playing through pain, uh, but is, is is the arm strength weakened and all those kinds of things? Had a really nice text exchange this morning with Dusty Baker, I reached out to him about being uh, part of the big interview. Um, and he can't tomorrow, uh, because he's got an owner with the, uh, meeting with the owner of the Astros. There was a lot of lot, lot going on there here in Cincinnati. Maybe we weren't paying a lot of attention to it, but there was a lot of friction going on inside ownership, general manager, manager of that Houston Astros team during the regular season. There, there, there was a lot going on there. Um, and it'll be really interesting to see what happens here over the next couple of days. Astros win the World Series, as you know. Um, you know, everybody's contract is up. I mean, does Dusty Baker think about walking away after winning the whole thing? I don't want to put you on the spot, but I was going to ask you, What do you think? I don't know. I have no idea. I'm not that close with him. I like him quite a bit. I know him quite well, but I'm not necessarily close with him. Um, I know he loves his job. Uh, His kids are all grown up out of the house. Uh, His son is still playing. Um, You know, He's a Northern California guy through and through, born and raised in Sacramento. Uh, He's in his close to his mid-70s now, early 70s. He's got incredible, incredible energy and a way about him. I don't know. I mean, obviously, when we get him on, and hopefully it'll be next week we get him on, that that would be um, you know, one of the first questions you have to talk about.
1: As we're saying that, Bob Nightingale just tweeted, Houston Astros owner Jim Crane spoke with manager Dusty Baker and uh, GM James Click on Monday and plans to formally extend each of them a contract for 2023. So – that doesn't necessarily mean he'll take it, I guess. But you're well, no, it doesn't. Him, extend because, him a contract.
0: Uh, you know, I mean, I recall one of the. Both were very hard-headed. Uh, I remember at the end of the, uh, the '91 or '92 season, one of the other, Lou Pinella, uh, was really upset. He, his contract had not been extended uh, by Marge Shot, um, and you know, I think both to this day. Well, well, Marge, of course, has since passed, but Lou will tell you that 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 he was too stubborn and too hard-headed and walked in the meeting um the day after the season ended he was angry he was mad was irrational impatient uh, and wishes he would have signed that contract um that eventually was forthcoming and it didn't work out and that was a bad mistake in red's franchise history got to have everybody cool down a little bit (laughs) much like you two you need to cool down a little bit casey shaved Casey, okay, so you're looking good. Thank you. I got to tell you, though, I, 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 you, there are very few guys I think really look good in a beard. I thought you were one of them. Thank you. You're welcome. Appreciate that. I, It was just time.
2: And plus, I, I promised the chat. I should have done it before coming out on Monday. I don't know if the chat remembers, but I promised I would shave. The Bengals won. So here's my
0: make good. I shaved. You're looking good. We've got uh, the regular cast of characters on here today. Sir Boy Wonder, he tells me that I should have been head coach of the Indianapolis Colts. You'd get them fired up. Oh, you buy. Yes, I would. If nothing else. I was one of the great youth basketball coaches in the history of Cincinnati. Oh, we're, how did we city do? city championships with both a girls team and a boys team. Really? And had eight people on the team. Yeah. How many? Ter- cha- terrace Park. How many titles? Uh, three total. Wow get after people you now. need two more fill up the you hand. guys like me can't Man. coach anymore i mean I, i'm not kidding when i say this because i i was extremely vocal very intense very demanding even even with, with with third fourth fifth sixth graders i mean your job was to go out there and guard somebody and if that guy scored your ass is sitting next to me and you know um i knew all the kids my daughter and all her friends, uh, my son, all his friends, I knew what they were all about, what made them go, the guy that needed the pat on the butt, the guy that needed the kick in the butt. Um, you know, that that's not the way it is anymore. I went back and volunteered to come back as a coach, and I had a guy look me right in the eye, and he says, dude, I'm not so sure these parents in this day and age would want you coaching. Two, two fired up, too intense. Fine. You won championships. Participation so. trophies. Give them out. <laughs> Give them out. Participation. You won championships. You just, you got to win, baby. You, gotta win. you got to win. That's what it's all about. Um, Anonymous says, I should be the GM of the Colts. Um, Daniel's here. Happy to catch us live for a change. Uh, Reed Mouse chiming in. Xavier needed that one. <laughs> okay well i I left my glasses uh in the in the house today so i can barely see anything boom shakalaka's here nice to have him back riley says he doesn't like the baltimore ravens did you guys watch any well you didn't paul you were at the basketball game what was the crowd like down there by the way really good good? crowd really good. Xavier has great fans really
1: good crowd yeah. Sean talked about that. That was the first thing he said in the post-game press conference, is, was talking about the crowd. I, I was pleasantly surprised with how quickly the, the, the bowl filled up. It was a nice crowd.
0: Very nice. Casey, were you watching any basketball? Probably not. Are you a big, you know, we, we've talked about you not being a big, big baseball guy. You're a big football guy. Are you a basketball guy?
2: Are you ready for this story? I am. Are you ready for this story? So <clears throat> I used to be really big into basketball really big. When I was in fifth, sixth grade, I just loved it. Um, Then everything changed my seventh grade year. We uh, had a second team and I was on that second team. Um, Obviously, I I wasn't the best player, but I was the best player on the B team. And this B team was coached by my dad and one of my friends at the time's dad who uh was very very uh vocal like like you said um and i was on a team with a bunch of kids who did not want to play basketball on the b team so we proceeded to lose every single game with me being the leading scorer And we lost to a team called the Math and Science Club of Cincinnati. (sighs) We lost to them by over 20 points. Yeah. Yeah. So basketball for me, after being coached by my dad, pretty much, you know, getting on my ass, like, you got to carry the team. You got to score. You got to. Sure. By the time the end of the season rolled around, I was just fouling out of games. I just did not care at that point. Because my teammates didn't care. My dad was just trying to get me to get fired up. Yep. So it ruined the sport for me. Wow. Up until I got older. Up until till I, I got into college. And then I started watching NKU basketball. So I watch NKU basketball. I'll watch UC when it's on. I'll watch Xavier. But for a really long time, I just had a distaste for basketball. Gotcha. For a very long time. But now that we're into the basketball season we're going to pick a team for me that's not NKU or UC or Xavier that I'm going to follow and I'm going to be a devout follower to them for the okay. whole season root for them and it's not going to be a blue blood so really no. so
1: so here's a here's the criteria I don't want to cut you off yeah, Casey, but we decided this on the way to lunch yesterday okay so do you know the random wheel generator Tom it's basically like a like – it's just a wheel. It's online. It's how we decide where we're going to lunch every day. You type in names of everything you want to type in, and you just spin the wheel okay. and, and you pick something. So yesterday on the way to lunch, Casey said he wanted a team. So I said, okay, we'll take all the mid-majors out of it. We'll pick from the from the six major conferences in college basketball. Okay. But then I said, you know what, let's scrap the Pac-12 because that's too late. We don't want to make you watch the Pac-12, you know, at 1130 at night. So we scrapped the Pac-12. He we said, well, I don't want the big names either. So we scrapped Kentucky, Duke, Kansas, and Michigan State, four big blue bloods. Scrapped
0: them. You know, I'm North Carolina ahead of Michigan State on that blue blood list. I mean, are you kidding me?
1: Well, those were the four that we settled on. You ought
0: yeah. to just take Carolina. I, we, I would like North Carolina. Just well, yeah, he, of,
1: we, we weren't settled on North We left North Carolina in for him. Yeah, I would like North Carolina just because
2: of Marty. Me and Marty could yeah. just...
0: You know, I got to tell you, if you're going to do this, it, my suggestion would be, and I think it's a great idea. I mean, it sounds fun. Um, maybe all of us should do it. We're going right. to right. do it live on the air. We're going to do it live on the air. I think that you have to pick a team, Casey, that you know is going to be on television regularly. That's fair. Right? So, like, yeah. last night, I know it was a season opener, but, you know, everybody played last night. And unless you're a subscriber to that ESPN+, Plus, there are a lot of games you're not going to get. Yeah. Yeah. Which I do But it's have. almost guaranteed every North Carolina game you're going to get on regular ESPN yeah. or whatever. Yeah, and I do
2: have ESPN+. Plus, So if it does manage to be something that isn't on all the time, I can still catch the okay. game. All right. or, yeah. Yeah. Okay. All right. So it's not too big of a deal. And it's got to be a power conference team.
1: I mean, it's going to be SEC, Big Ten, Big 12, Big East. Yeah. You know, one of those.
2: We'll pick it. But we're gonna do it live at some point. I don't know if it's gonna
0: jump on a TCU bandwagon. They're ranked
2: 14. <laughs> they I'm gave right. you a heart. They gave you a heart stopper last night.
0: Yeah, I already have been rooting for them in uh, football. So, well, tonight is the night. Speaking of college football, this is the second week of the college football playoff rankings that come out, and it's going to be really interesting tonight. I'm interested to hear what you guys think. Right. No doubt about it. Okay, the top three in any particular order. Georgia's going to be number one. You'll either have Ohio State or Michigan, two and three. And then after that is where it gets interesting. Because does Tennessee go from number one, losing against Georgia? Do they stay in that top four with one loss? Or does TCU was all the way at sixth in the first ranking, behind uh, Alabama, who had one loss. Now Alabama's got two, Adios. They were behind Clemson, uh, Adios, after getting killed by Notre Dame. Um, does TCU go to number four and Tennessee slip behind there? Now, Casey, I have my power five rankings. This is the way I would line them up. If I were a voting member, and I am not, but I would have Georgia one, Ohio State two, Michigan three, I would put TCU in at four, ahead of Tennessee. Your thoughts, gentlemen?
2: Um, I actually like your list, Tom. I like it a lot. Um, I think Tennessee deserves to be at five, mainly because you know in the future that Michigan and Ohio State are going to come down anyways, and TCU, if they manage to slip up, that gives Tennessee a chance to move back into the top four. Now, I haven't looked at Oregon's schedule. Um, we already talked about the uh, LSU stuff, yep. uh, or that the only chance they have to make it is by winning the SEC championship. Yep. Uh, looks or like-
0: so we think so we think. I think that's a logical explanation. We said that yesterday, but I mean I mean you never know some of the chaos that could transpire here with some of those teams.
2: Yeah, and I'm just looking at Oregon. they play Utah, which I was really high on them early on in the season. they they they're decent. I don't know if they're better than Oregon and then they play Oregon State and Washington. Um, Washington
0: had a big win over the weekend, did they? Those are not. Those are not three layups. Is that is that Oregon Utah game at Utah? It is no. It is in Oregon. Eugene. It's at Oregon. Yep. In Eugene. Okay, but then they would have to play, um, like everybody else, a conference championship game, right? There's a Pac twelve? There's a Pac twelve? I thought they scrapped the Pac. I, I, I thought they brought it I back. Think- I thought they brought it back. The top two teams in this the conference. Great pub for the Pac-12. play. Oh, it's great pub. The <laughs> there are a lot of people watching right now out in Pac-12 country, I have no doubt at all. But my to
2: finish my thought, though, I just do not like Oregon in the top four. I really don't. Unless, unless they can manage to get into the third or the second spot, which is not going to happen, um, they're going to have to play Georgia again. And the committee is not going to make that matchup happen again. Bo Nix was terrible against Georgia. Many
0: good ever since so. Uh, I mean, look, the, I beat up on the Pac-12, but I will give, you know, credit where credit is due. Pac-12. is having a great year.
1: Pac-12 championship. <laughs> it's, it's been around since 2011. And uh, this year it's going to be played at Allegiant Stadium in Vegas.
0: Okay. And right now the top two teams in that conference are Oregon and who? UCLA?
1: Uh, USC. You know, USC. That's another team we never talked about. USC. Lincoln, R- Lincoln Riley always just manages to sneak in the playoffs. And then they choke it off when they get there. Yeah, I, well, do they choke or do they just play a really good team and his team's – You know, they, they, I, they're,
0: they're, 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 they're great offensively um, year in and year out. I keep staring down at this thing because I can't see. <laughs> we let me get it's, you some readers. I mean, it's really. I, no, I mean, I have them everywhere, and then I walk out the door, and, and, and you know, I'll put in a car, and then I'll walk in the house, and I always try to leave a pair in the car, and, 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 I mean, getting old stinks. Um, yeah, but I. <sighs> Brian Billick says he's waiting in line to vote. He might be a little bit after 11. Okay. Okay. okay.
2: But. To, to, to finish the thought, um, right now it's sitting probably at Georgia, Ohio State, Michigan, TCU. Those are probably your top four. And then I think Tennessee probably – if they went out, I think they managed to sneak in at four, and then you get a rematch between Georgia and Tennessee, which was not a terrible, terrible game. It was – It was a tail kicking. <sighs>
0: I mean, that game was a tail kicking. Would Good you rather – Lord. Would you rather have that or Oregon. That's a good question. It's a really good question. I mean, I I know that I beat up on the Pac-12 and I beat up on Oregon, but I mean, look, you, you can't argue if they were to win out after losing the first game of the year, if they were to win out against some decent teams in that conference, and we talked about it yesterday, there are a number of them that are ranked. They were having to play every single one of them, you know, SC and Utah and all this sort of stuff. Uh, it'd be hard to imagine if they won the Pac-12 championship and ended the season on what would be a 12-game winning streak, if you include the conference championship game. Uh, it would be hard to imagine that they would be left out. Yeah, I, that's what
2: I'm afraid of. <laughs> um, yeah, I, my hope is Georgia, Ohio State, TCU, Tennessee. I think that's, that would be a fun fun college playoff football. Well, I
0: think Michigan's better than Tennessee.
2: Right, but... I really do.
0: I think Michigan is a superior team without a doubt. And I think Ohio State's a superior team. So you think if one of those teams loses... It's not going to happen, no. Well, because the loser of that game does not get to play in the Big Ten Championship. And unlike the SEC this year, and for that matter, the Pac-12, if you believe the rankings, I don't necessarily believe them, but uh, the Big Ten's down. And so, you know, um, that's not going to be some juggernaut showdown in in the Big Ten title game, whether it's Illinois, whoever comes out of that side of the bracket to play Ohio uh, State-Michigan, the winner of that game. I just don't think that the loser of the Ohio State-Michigan game, they're not going to play in a conference championship game, and they're not going to get enough credit um, for how good they are, quite honestly, because of the strength of schedule. I mean, Michigan's strength of schedule out of conference is embarrassing. I mean, if I'm the athletic director at Michigan and my team gets beat by Ohio State and as good as they are, I get left out of the college football playoff, I mean, I got to be blaming myself for who we schedule. Yeah. We used to play Notre Dame every year in some of these teams. Every year. Okay? Yeah. And now all of a sudden that Ohio State win over Notre Dame – Slowly but surely starting to look a little bit better mm-hmm. as the season goes on. Didn't look so good for a long time. But, I mean, they played no Good Lord. But they got a good team. And I give Harbaugh all the credit in the world.
1: Well, I think the Ohio State-Michigan game is going to tell us a lot. Because if it's a blowout one way or the other, I don't think it will be. But if it is, then that team that got blown out, that won't even be a conversation like you said. And then Tennessee, does Tennessee squeak in? I think Tennessee's the question mark because TCU controls their own destiny. So if TCU wins out, there's no question. And if they lose, then they're out.
0: And they've got a tough schedule the rest of the way because they play at Texas this week, which is going to be a big game. Texas is, you know, Texas is capable. There's no doubt. They got players. Uh, and they got a good quarterback uh, in yours. Um, and that game is in Austin. Or a touchdown they, favorite. And then who is? Texas. Yeah, I'm not surprised. Yeah. And then, um, and then you have Baylor, who you know, everybody had in the top 10 going into the year. They stumbled around and fumbled around. Well, All of a sudden, now they're getting it rolling. I think they're 6 or 7 and 3. You got to go down there and play them. That's TCU's biggest rival. Uh, and then you finish against Iowa State. So, I mean, if TCU beats Texas on the road, beats Baylor on the road, finishes against Iowa State, plays in a Big 12 championship game, Uh, They should get in. But the rankings come out later tonight. Is our buddy here yet? No, he's not. He's not here yet. Um, So
2: while we wait, I have a question for you, Tom. And this was a discussion that we had on the box lunch. And I just want to know what your thought is. Maybe we'll pose it to the chat as well. Is the college football product better than the NFL product?
0: Well, for viewers, for viewers. I think if you're, if you're, if, if, let's put it this way. To answer that question, I think you need to take out your allegiance to a team. Okay, because if the Bengals are playing and Alabama's playing Georgia, okay, your rooting interest are going to be far, far more focused, laser focused on the team you're rooting for. So if you're comparing the pro game to the college game, You got to pull it out. But there are two things a college game has that I think make it a superior product to the pro game. Number one, every game matters. Every single game matters. And it's a shame, as we talked about yesterday, that as long as they continue to play with this four-team college football playoff, and I know they're going to expand it to 12, and that will really change college football for the better, in my opinion, because I think as the season goes on, whether we're talking about Oregon, whether we're talking about um, LSU, whether we're talking about some of these teams that lost early or maybe lost a couple early, then they get it rolling, but, but it's too late for one reason or another to get into the top four. You know, someone asked on the chat yesterday, do I think that um, a number 12 seed could beat a number one seed? If LSU were to be a 12 seed. And right now, they were ranked 10th. Okay? So let's put it this way. If you have 12, 12, you know, you got 8-9 playing one, and you do that whole thing like you do. You'll have some buys in there somewhere along the way. But do I believe LSU as a 10 seed could beat a number 3 seed? You better believe I think they could beat a number 3 seed. Absolutely. There's no doubt in my mind. Um, so every game matters and i just think that the whole enthusiasm pageantry of the college game makes it a superior product Are so the players is good of course not. they're not and they make mistakes and they're college kids which i think adds to the beauty of it guys aren't getting paid you know hundreds of millions of dollars and all this kind of thing although nil some of them damn near close to it what do you think
2: i originally said the nfl is a better product um, mainly because I think it's cleaner, and I think, I think the game is more fun to watch. But when you put it like the way that you phrased it, to where the games will still matter a lot every week to make it into the college playoffs for every college team. Um, because, I mean... Some of them are going to be wanting to buy. Some of them, if they do lose, you know, they can't risk going to a place, you know, like LSU having to travel to – or people traveling to LSU in Death Valley or or whatever, you know, that would be a miserable place to play in the playoffs for any of those, like, Pac-12 teams or anything like that who aren't used to an SEC crowd. Um, I think – I'm starting to lean more towards college eventually, but right now the way it's set up currently, I think the NFL is a better product just because it feels like none of the games matter in college. Um, you already know like Georgia's going to make it. You already know either Ohio State or Michigan's going to make it. So there's your two. And then we're just kind of sitting here talking about either Tennessee, LSU, Oregon – TCU. And TCU; those are the only other four teams that you know are going to potentially make it in there as the other two spots. So to me, it's like the NFL is so wide open, and you never know who's going to win on any given week. That's league. true. So you, any game can be enjoyable to watch.
0: Well, and it's created, you know, it's almost like a. Uh, and Paul Dougherty uses this term a lot. I mean, it's a socialist league is what the NFL is. It's what it's incredible that you get thirty uber capitalist entrepreneurs that own these teams to agree on the way the structure of the sport is set up because it, 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 it's socialism you know you pull all the money tv whole nine yards yeah you'll get a team makes a little more off their skyboxes and all that kind of stuff but because of that situation you have a lot of mediocrity out there i mean how many teams out there right now are five and four four and five leading the division right you know six and three Where, you know, like you said, you're not sure week to week who would win when those teams play. And that's what the league wants. It creates fan excitement, fan interest, unlike baseball, which doesn't have that same financial structure. What do you think, Paul? What do you like better? You like the pro game better. I
1: I think watching a pro game game to me is more enjoyable on the field. But the pageantry of college and being able to turn on that LSU-Alabama game the other night – To me, there's just not enough of that LSU-Alabama game. If you sit here and we think about the games this year that stand out in our mind, we think of LSU-Alabama, and we think of Tennessee and Alabama and Neyland Stadium. If you stayed up that night, you could have seen USC and Utah. But there's just not enough of those games. And it goes back to the same point that I made the other day about these big teams. We talk so much about Michigan and their, their strength of schedule, and that lends itself to the NFL where any team could win on any day. And I'm just sick of these teams. And it's not the fault of anybody. It's not, I don't fault Michigan or, or their athletic department or, or Jim Harbaugh or anybody for not wanting to schedule these tough teams in the non-conference because there's no incentive for them to schedule these tough teams if they lose. Well, they,
0: there might be. That's not necessarily true. I mean, I know what you're getting at here, but that's not necessarily true because I really believe at the end of the day that, that if Ohio State beats Michigan, and that is not a given. But if Ohio State beats Michigan, I am convinced that out-of-conference schedule will cost them a chance in the college football playoff.
1: But here's, Okay, so here's from my point of view, if I'm the athletic director or Jim Harbaugh, I know that just by winning that Ohio State game, I'm in. That's the flip side of it, that instead of risking losing maybe two or three big non-conference games— I'll just focus all of my energy on winning literally the one game in my season that matters, which is Ohio state. You win that game and you're in sure. You had to beat Penn state at home. Penn state's got a good team to share, but they're not Ohio state. Right. You have, if you are Michigan, you have one game that can't happen in a sport. You play 12, 11, 12 games before you get to a playoff or to, you know, to the postseason. you have one game that matters. And once the, playoff expands to 12 teams coaches won't be so nervous about losing you'll be able to afford to That's lose right. one or two of those games That's because right. you'll see that 12th team get in with two losses okay so alabama would make the playoff yeah and if alabama makes the playoff at two losses then you start to have these bigger name coaches these bigger name athletic directors schedule these games that will matter in september or in october yeah outside of their conference schedule, and it just makes the whole sport more enjoyable. Yeah. So I, I think that that's where the product of college will be better eventually once you have those yeah. things start that's to fair enough. And I, come I in. think
2: uh, the the major thing, like, I love the changes that they're going to do, but it requires another step to evaluate these teams because, you know, like, like you said, Michigan has gotten away with, literally nothing on their schedule and if they were to value games differently like a team that plays like TCU who's played four or five ranked opponents they should be a higher seed than Michigan technically right like maybe Michigan is better but if they valued the games differently and ranked teams based off of strength of schedule, I think we would have a better product overall. because well, we're going to get there. Yeah.
0: We're going to get there. Yeah. And, uh, and I'm sure, uh, knowing Jim Harbaugh, and I've known him a long, long time, uh, when he was a draft pick by the Bears, and I was working at WGN in Chicago. Uh, I had to work there all winter uh, after announcing the Cubs games during the season. And during the Bears season, I had a number of obligations with the station, pregame show, postgame show, talk shows, morning drive sports, that kind of thing. And Harbaugh and I used to do his weekly radio show together where he'd come in and we'd tape a 25-minute segment. And uh, he was a hell of a player, man. I mean, boy, you know, a, a lot of the younger generation will you know, not remember Jim Harbaugh as a player. He was a heck of a player, man. Tough, leader, uh, all those things. You knew he'd be a coach if he wanted to. He Grew up in a football family. His dad was a coach. His brother's a head coach, obviously with the Ravens, and um, and then he went out to California. Got a little weird. Uh, got really weird out there. First at San Diego, and and then to Stanford, and you know that kind of thing. And the NFL with the Niners, and but I, I always got along with the guy. I mean, most of the guys I worked with at Fox, they couldn't stand him. They could not stand him because he could be. Very standoffish, short, when he'd come into a room and you'd meet with him before doing a 49ers game. But I guess it was just our relationship from going way, way back uh, that, that I got along with a guy fine. Um, but he's a heck of a football coach, man. I mean, you knew sooner or later that Michigan thing. They were going to get it going. And he has got it going exactly the way he wants it to look. Defense, run the ball, tough. And that's going to present a major challenge for Ohio State uh, when they meet in uh, three weeks—less than three weeks now—in Columbus, Ohio. Zim, are here yet? No. Are he's we not. doing this drill again today? <laughs> I just texted the guy. I—I I don't know. All
2: right. I don't know where he's All right.
0: right. will take a break and I'll shoot him a text and see what's happening. We're back in a moment. Okay. All right. Welcome back to Off the Bench, presented by United Dairy Farmers. Uh, I, I don't know where our guy Zim is second day in a row he told me yesterday he just plum forgot and, and I admire that you said that Paul yeah. the guy you know hey we all screw up I mean no doubt about it um you know I had a really cool thing happen to me this morning and uh before we get into our power five NFL rankings and we'll debate a little bit about that so I'm at UDF right off Ward's Corner in 275 there I go there every single morning and I pull up there and I get a cup of coffee and and I go to start backing out my car and they got the gas pumps there. And there is this monster truck there. I mean, uh, like like uh it's an energy truck with the, you know, the 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 um, what do they call it? The thing that you can raise it up and fix the power lines.
3: You know, a cherry picker.
0: Yeah. A, ch- a cherry a cherry, cherry picker. So I start to, you know, and of course your natural reaction is I can't back my car up because this thing's so big and you're sitting there going off. Oh. Well, all of a sudden, I see the guy. Kind of giving me one of these like back on up, back on up, this guy maybe in his mid-30s, um, and and he, he helps me to, to how close I was to his truck to start to pull out and so I roll down my window, just say thank you. And the guy says, "Mr. Brenneman. and I said, "Well, that's my dad, Mr. Brenneman. I said, "I'm Tom." I said, "What's your name?" He says, "My names Derek." And I said, "How you doing, Derek??" He says, "Good." I said, uh, "What are you up to?" He says, well, I'm getting ready to fill this uh, truck of mine up. Sorry I got in your way there. He says, but I'm on my way down to Pensacola, Florida today. I said, really? He says, yeah, we're going down in preparation of the hurricane. And when the hurricane hits, and it, you know, it's supposed to hit, and good Lord willing, it's, it's not bad, but it's supposed to hit the eastern seaboard of Florida uh, on Thursday, they're talking about. Uh, And this guy's going down there to help people and get their energy restored should it be knocked out. Wow. I thought to myself, you know what? That's really cool. There's a guy who, you know, he's got this long day ahead of him. Lord knows how long his days might be once he gets down there. But he's going down there. Yeah, he's getting paid, but he's going down there to help people and, and good for him.
1: Do you remember over the summer here in Cincinnati when there was that freak storm for about four hours that knocked the whole city out? Do you remember seeing all the power trucks that were lined up coming from everywhere, the Carolinas everywhere, Duke Energy just bringing power? I mean, I didn't have power that day for the whole day. We lost it for over 24 hours. And it was just – they said it was the biggest electrical outage in Cincinnati in decades. And I remember seeing all the trucks coming in from the Carolinas and everybody that came in to help out. So I think the the power – industry is is a
0: big everybody helps each other industry no doubt about it yeah no doubt about it so we wish derek safe travels if you know derek tell him we talked about him on the show today
1: uh i, I got one for you here tom yeah so last night it was a little before midnight white castle was the only
0: thing open. nice nice haven't been here in a while but it sounds good even now
1: get some sliders in you some cheeseburgers no pickle oh
0: dude come on you get the onions of extra well, if you onions. get the onions, you got to get the pickles.
1: Uh, pickles got a little too much. And cheese, cheeseburgers with on- extra onions. How many did you get? A dozen five. I was hungry though. No, but I didn't get any because I roll up to the window. I've never heard this before. I roll up to the to the drive-through thing, and they go, "The grill is a 45-minute wait. You can wait if you want, or get some fries." I said, "I'll see it tomorrow." <laughs>
0: The grill.
1: Has a 45-minute wait.
0: They were backed up? I guess so. That must be like DoorDash stuff, that kind of thing, Uber Eats, whatever yeah. it might be.
1: 45 minute. Yeah, but they, the grill, it sounded like they were having some oh, okay. sort of issue with okay. the grill. 45-minute okay. wait. So I went to Wendy's. They were still open until midnight. Wow. Got two cheeseburgers. Cost me
0: $16. Oh, God. <laughs> $16 at Wendy's. Sir Boy Wonder is always on his game. I-, I like this from Jolly Jolly zim is about as reliable as my power grid in california in the summer this is embarrassing <laughs> having to look down i mean it, it, but I, I like reading the comments seeing what everybody has to say um were you in the uh, white castle in norwood
1: no it was not the norwood white castle it's the one on my way home okay
0: all right well, i, I think that one's shut that one down over?
1: which was a disaster because that was the xavier postgame meal for paul Fritzner for quite a while not anymore. I think it's gone. And what's
0: that little dive bar you guys, the only bar you got there on Xavier's campus? Dana Gardens, called? baby. Dana I should have
1: worn the hoodie today.
0: I don't know. I I've never today. been in that
1: place. It's got character to it.
0: Uh, you know what? I, every time I drive by it, I say I want to go in there one of these days. Maybe after, maybe I'll go down to a game this year and, um, and pop in there afterwards to Dana Gardens. You get the All old right. Chatterbox crew down to a game yeah. this year. I'm
1: at
2: least going to one, right?
1: Yeah, you'll go to one. Yeah, well,
0: to I, one one so. of our viewers suggested that uh, White Castle be a sponsor of the show. We're wide open. We talk about it all the time. If you'd like to be a sponsor of the show, maybe one of our uh, uh, regulars in the chat room, you own a business, you want to be a part of the show, we'd love to have you. All right, Power Five NFL. Here's my Power Five. I want you guys to tell me how you feel about it. All right. Okay, here we go. I got the Eagles are undefeated. I got the Chiefs, Vikings, Bills, Cowboys, all very shaky, uh, in my opinion. Uh, it, look, every team's beatable, although the Eagles have not lost this year. We're starting to see cracks with Kansas City, in my opinion. We're starting to see cracks with Buffalo, in my opinion. We wonder about the injury to Josh Allen. The Cowboys went 4-1 and one without Dak Prescott. He's come back. They've won two in a row. Um, so that's my top five. Um, how do you guys feel about that?
2: Well, Tom, uh, we've talked about my stink list and now that we've had time to compare to your top five, um, I, I, the only thing I don't like on it is the Vikings. And I don't know if you saw, but they don't have an offense or defense in the top half of the league. I'm sorry. They have their 15th in offense, which is barely above average who's that minnesota yeah 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 and so i know that they just win and they win and that's all that matters in the nfl is winning but man this this team is just getting just squeaking by teams that they should just be able to beat i mean it came down to a last second field goal for them to beat the wizards of all teams
3: yeah, and- the
0: wizards <laughs> are not an easy out i know they're not a great team but but every week they're playing tight games. Anyway, I'm with you on uh like I said, I, I mean I was shaky on uh, on all those. And you you could have put you could have put Baltimore in there, right? As a five was that did we lose something here? You could have put good. Baltimore in there, they're six and three. I think you could have put the Jets in there, they're six and three. Um oh, but tough to say is our man here. Zim. Zim's getting worn out on this show now, my man. I mean, getting worn out (laughs) and he's our buddy Zip, are you there? You're alive. We thought you got lost in the woods in DC somewhere. Can you hear me? We hear you fine. Are you all right? We've been worried about you. Man,
4: it's a lot going on out here in the world, man. I'm just trying to get my life together. You see, I'm, I'm kind of scruffy myself. You know, we talked about the scruff and I'm just getting my life together. Bengals coming off a big win. You know how it goes, man. It gets, it gets, it gets crazy. Hey, have you talked to your guy,
0: Mixon, since Sunday? Yeah. <laughs> 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 we're out for blood now. we we're, we're, And
4: look, one thing, people get this confused. A lot of times, They I get this reputation. I'm going to do something crazy. I'm going to go crazy on these guys on the internet. One thing about me is I love who they – I don't come back with receipts to – to do victory laps because I'm only here to win, right? But for sure, I'm looking for some people to be accountable since Slander because he is a very good running back.
0: I yes, he is. Yes, and you and I talked about this, Jim, last week. And I mean, you went back to the film room and I had suggested to you, I didn't like the fact that they weren't running the ball against Cleveland, 17 of the first yes. 21 plays were passing plays. Um, I don't know... I'm curious your opinion. I asked Casey and Paul this yesterday. I'm curious of your opinion. Did you think the Bengals were that good or the Panthers were that bad or a combination of the two?
4: Combination of the two, but it's the one thing that I've I've held my hat on every single day. Bengals fans got to understand, sometimes we're talking about the opponent as though like we're not the defending conference champions or we're not the defending AFC North champion. None of these teams want to play the Bengals. I don't care what they tell you online. I don't care what they – whatever they faking like, oh, it's a one-hit wonder, whatever. Team NFL, if you look at the landscape of football outside of maybe like the Eagles right now, right, there's a balanced attack yeah. that you can lean on it. When you look at the Bills, their leading rusher is their quarterback who 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 might have Tommy John, right? When you look at the Chiefs, they have the third-worst pass defense in the NFL. They really aren't really good at stopping a run, and they got ran all over in the first half of that game, and they lost their best weapon in Tyreek Hill. There are no juggernauts, but the one thing that I do know is that all 31 teams would take a Joe Mixon, and all 31 teams wish that they had the weapons that we do to and couple that with a top-10 defense at, at, on top of that as well. Bengals fans got to get out of this whole thing like thinking like these other teams are there. These teams talk bad about you or they don't like us or they say all these things or whatever because they wish their front office had the nuts to go draft uh, a Jamar Chase after T. Higgins was already a number one on the wide receiver group. Like, come on, are we serious? Do you know that this wide receiver group is about to do something that hasn't been done in over 20-something years? Three wide receivers at a 1,000 yards. That doesn't just grow on trees. People need to stop faking like this team isn't the team to beat. They're the defending conference champions. If they play balanced football, the next eight games, my promise to who they is this. If you play balanced football, you guarantee win five out of eight. I don't care who we play. Out of the eight. So that gives you ten wins. Now, you look at the landscape of football, it's tough. I get it. But I think that they can win six out of those eight. I honestly do. But it, but it only is it the only time you could beat the Bengals is if they try to be something they aren't—a pass happy team that invites pass rushers to come and eat up their lunch. Like you said, they gotta run the football.
0: They well, run the football but but, but eat- Zim, I gotta tell you, and that's where I get—I I agree with what you're saying, one thousand percent. But my issue cool. is I don't know if the play callers in this operation agree with that a thousand percent. The, the, the game the other day, and maybe it's taken them nine weeks to figure it out. I don't know. Right. Maybe it was Carolina was so pathetic they figured why not run it, although they came out <laughs> slinging it around. I mean, it did take them nine
2: weeks last year to figure that out. Then they ran it like 30 times Ooh, against the uh,
0: Pittsburgh. They
2: ran it 30 times against the Raiders. Okay. well, well they think, got about Pittsburgh. Joe, think,
4: about, think about Joe Mixon in the, in the Titans game. You don't win the Titans game without, without Joe Mixon in that game. That bounce to the outside and the different things he did in that game – the thing that made the Bengals look less than is the times when they're weak tackles and they invited one of the best defensive fronts to come and kill them. They did that against, look at the losses. T.J. Watt, Micah Parsons, uh, Miles Garrett, right? And did Ravens game that you should have won or whatever, but you didn't run the football on critical points in that game. Those are the, the, that's the constant. If they don't know it by now, you said that I taught that mixing or whatever, He, I'm telling you, he's in a different savage mode that I don't think people are aware of. I think he understands what people have said about him. I don't know if y'all saw his face, like on the sideline and stuff like that. He did not like that, I'm sure. (laughs) And he's running probably different. I'm
0: sure. But, but, you know, Zim, I made the comment, and here's the deal for me. I want to hear if you agree with this, and then we'll let you go. Here's the deal for me. I think they go and they beat Pittsburgh uh, a week from Sunday, and and they go to 6-4 and on the year. I look at their schedule, and I am in full agreement with you, and we said this before you came on the show, I see cracks with Buffalo. I see cracks with Kansas City. I also see cracks with the Bengals. For me, I think – The make-or-break game for this team is going to be the Tennessee game because I think Tennessee is a lot better than a lot of other people think Tennessee is. I think if Ryan Tannehill's at quarterback, and I'm not saying he's Joe Burrow, he's not Patrick Mahomes, he's not Josh Allen, he's not Jalen Hurts, but what he is is a guy who – will not lose games for you, and from time to time can win games for you. And I am convinced beyond a shadow of a doubt that Tennessee would have beaten Kansas City the other night with Ryan Tannehill, at quarterback. I think Tennessee, that is a huge game for the Bengals. I know we're getting ahead of ourselves, but your thoughts yeah, on nah. it? Oh, you're
4: spot on. Um, you know, like, just like you hit on the run game, you know, the week on. That is that is the game. I mean, you go seven and four at that point, you're in the driver's seat on a lot of different conversations. The thing that I'll ask you is this, the same way I led off in this show. Do you think that the Tennessee Titans want to go up against us? You think, you think, do you no, know that No, but I'll tell you a- this,
0: Jim, but I will tell you this. I-, I- I know what you're saying when you say that, but I will tell you this. (laughs) You think they want to see Joey? If there is one team in the NFL that has an attitude about them that that, that I love personally, they have an attitude that they are not backing down to anybody at any time, anywhere. That's the Tennessee mindset. You agree with that? hundred percent. Let me tell you a quick story before I get out of here.
4: I know I'm late. I'm sorry. Quick story. My best, my child is the head athletic trainer for the Titans. We were doing a boot camp like 10 years ago or something like that. His name is Brian. The, that's my guy for life. His mom comes to the boot camp and mind you, it's like 20 other people, whatever. He didn't say nothing to her. He didn't do anything to say, hey mom, like here's a hug. She was two minutes late. Two minutes late. He had her in there doing suicides and everything. His <laughs> mom threw up. His <laughs> mom threw up at the boot camp. You know, you ever seen somebody work out so hard they throw up? Yeah, I yeah. threw up I threw out like one day. His mom threw up at that drink. No remorse, nothing. Mike Vravel, the whole entire staff is locked in, and that's exactly how they rock. That's That's exactly who they are. They will punch you in the mouth. But the one thing I will tell you, from a skill set level, they have things that, I mean, we have things that they don't. Where they have that attitude and they have that mindset, DJ Reader can match that and he proved that in the playoffs. Also, did you know in that game, that one wide receiver had a catch in that game? You think it's going to be good enough to beat the Bengals? You think that you could just run on the Bengals and that's going to be it? If the Bengals don't drop, I promise you, they're going to win Five, six out of the next eight. And will 10 wins get you into the playoffs? I think so. And I'm telling you, and I'm telling you, we're the scariest team that nobody wants to play. Nobody wants to be able to say, "Uh, all right, let's stop Joe Mixon. Let's stop him in the – let's load up eight in the box. Okay, but oh, shoot. Jamar Chase, Tyler Boyd, Aiden Hurst, all these guys. Now Trent Taylor, you got all these weapons that I got to account for. Nobody has that. (laughs) Nobody. And Bengals fans better start operating like that. Like, you got to understand, we got something that nobody has got. And the window of opportunity is very small sometimes, Tom. And the window is right there, and I can see it. And we could run through this thing together. We don't have to play around with these windows anymore. I'm going to open it up for the next 10 years with Joey B. But right now, you're telling me that the number one guys, the number one biggest threat to us now got a, a chink in their biggest armor? The AFC is wide open, Tom. Come on
0: with me. Hot all right, the window. All right, but Zim, I'm with you all the way. You're my guy. I mean, you're my guy. You've been with us through thick and thin. You're my guy. What I want is to that? do is, is, hey, is the next time we have Who is that Trace guy? On. What? Who is Trace? that Trace guy? He's
4: like He's like a legend. They're, we're scared of this guy on Twitter. Trace have you Fowler. Heard
0: about him? Our, our boss? Our, he's, he's the boss around here, Zim. Hey, this guy has come into our Twitter community
4: and scared the living daylights out of everybody that's in there. He comes in there and talks about these bets, and everybody just shuts up. Nobody talks, and they listen. He scared us, and he single-handedly lost the Browns game for us. He told us that we were going to lose the Browns game by a lot of points, and everybody got scared, and the energy was different. It, I don't want this guy coming back and talking. Tracy's is going to come <laughs> back and, and, and start talking about, oh, the Bengals going to lose. And everybody's just like, even me. I was like, huh. Uh, who is this guy? And, and then he just leaves like the Grim Reaper. And then we were just sitting there, and, and I mean, we were just talking about chili after that. Nobody even wanted to talk about football. This guy Trace is a demon. I don't know who this guy is. He's off. I, 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 get him away from me. I don't know who he is. He was like, all right. Hey them. It is me, Trace." And he came out of nowhere, and I was like, "What? Who is it?" Twenty minutes just assassinated oh. everybody's
2: heart and uh, their soul, <laughs> took it out of their chest. He didn't. I just swear. Do- He didn't just do that. Please don't play this for him. You should go check out Paul and I's Twitter. He exposed us bad.
1: Zim, Zim, we went to war with Trace for a week, and we we all lost. We all
2: lost. We all lost bad. (laughs) Without bad.
0: All right. Well, Zim, here's the deal. Um, Here's the deal. The next time you're on, we got to have you and your partner in crime there, Ace Boogie.
4: Oh yeah, 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 yeah. He'll do it. He'll be on time. How's he doing? Is he all right? Not like, not like me. He's doing good. He's, he's, he'll be on time. He's nothing like me. He's a good guy.
0: (laughs) So uh, before we let you go, uh, you 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 got the the beautiful crib there behind you in the whole nine yards. Uh, You getting out? Weather's still good, right? In the woodsy part of DC, there you're good.
4: Yeah, it's beautiful. The next time we come on here, man, I'm going to take you outside. We're going to go outside. I'm going to grab a laptop. We're going to walk out there. I'm going to show I'd you. I'd
0: love to. Love to. See how the koi you're doing and everything, right?
4: <laughs> now I'm going to take you to the back. I want you to see the trees because I told you last time, you know, I'm growing every day. The leaves have not fallen yet, they. i I'm still out here, and I'm still growing on these people every single day. I cannot be stopped. I'm telling you, Tom, the window of opportunity is there.
0: Zim, you'd as long it. as trace doesn't come through it
4: that's the only <laughs> guy that can ruin this
0: all right zim have a great day my man thanks for checking in
2: Peace we out. love
0: you that's zim boy i mean he's beating down our boss
1: <laughs> i mean yeah right he's in so. the other
0: room watching this stuff zim said there you know near the end zim said don't let him see this he's sitting in there watching right now <laughs> well, he did kind of rain on the parade
2: he did he put that seed of doubt on every Bengal fan's mind in that space that day. He sowed the seed of doubt, and then look what happened.
1: Bangle, the Bengals game did just get flexed out of Sunday Night Football, by the way, did it during right? that interview. It's on CBS at 425. Chargers got moved to Sunday Night Football.
2: What, what is that game?
1: The the Chargers game? Yeah. The uh,
2: Chargers Chiefs. Yeah, that's way better. Because we're going to blow out the Steelers anyways. No one wants to see another stinky primetime game like that.
0: I don't think the Bengals will complain about that. No,
2: I don't think so either.
0: And that'll be a 425 game. And again, this is breaking news. And we talked about this. We thought they had to make that decision yesterday. Apparently, they had until this morning to To, make that decision. So again, the Bengals game, for those of you that maybe were planning on doing something next Sunday night, move the plans up. Because that will now be a 425 kick back end of a CBS, I'm assuming. You said? Yes, CBS. Back end of a CBS doubleheader. Next Sunday. No more Sunday night. We thought they might flex that game out. And who did you say the Chargers are playing? Chiefs. That's a big time game. It is a big time game. It's a better game than a Bengals-Steelers game. It's a better game. Big league game. Well, I mean, you got you got Kansas City is what? Six and three? or seven was kansas city yeah
2: they are six, seven and two
1: they are six and
0: two. two or six and six and two. two and and the chargers are six and three right five and three five and three yeah. okay so there you go i mean that's a better game at the end of the day it's it's you know it is a divisional game like the bengals and steelers but the steelers are having a crummy year and 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 if you're putting them on sunday night football uh i get it i get it totally okay so, um, we're waiting on Brian Billick. We mentioned that uh, that he was in a long, long voting line up outside of Columbus, Ohio. And so, uh, he uh, said he might be a few minutes late. He has a link sent to him, I assume. Yeah. Right? We're all yeah. good there. Um, what else? Hey, since I can't read it, anything here uh, interesting on the chat? I'm going through
1: the chat. Uh uh let's see here. Anybody have
2: what <laughs> Everett doesn't want me making predictions anymore.
1: <laughs> Stop letting Casey make predictions. Uh If Ohio State, OU, TCU and UC were in the college football playoff, who do you root for, Tom?
0: Are you kidding me? Come on. Come TCU, on. right? You no. said TCU. No, I would oh. be rooting for Ohio University without a doubt. Not even to deb- How could you? Who asked that question? Uh Steph Lorang. All right, Steph, you're a good man, uh, but no. I mean, come on. That's my alma mater. Um, I love the Bobcats. Um, That's a no-brainer. So that was our Bengals report brought to you by Encore Technologies. Encore Technology provides IT solutions for a data-centered world with a suite of services from mobile computing to desktop to data center, supporting both centralized and work-from-home computing models to improve efficiency and productivity, Visit Encore.tech. The path to innovation begins here. Let me see if um, no no further word yet from uh, Brian Billick. Which, I got I got something for the chat yeah. actually. Uh,
1: I'll put this up to the chat. We, were, we spent an hour on this yesterday and didn't come up with anything. I'm doing a college basketball show. It's a 10 minute Monday through Friday. Daily recap show, recapping all the local teams, how they played. A little national flavor, too. But we couldn't come up with a name with it. If anybody in the chat comes up with a name for this show, I'll get you two tickets to any local game this season. Dayton, UC, Xavier. I'll really? Get you two. How are
0: you pulling that off?
1: Well, most of them are affordable.
3: <laughs>
1: but if anybody comes up with a name that we use, not just throwing a name in there, if it comes up with a name so that this we is use for
0: your college football basketball, I mean, college basketball um, show. Yeah. You say it's only gonna be about 1015. Yeah,
1: it's it's a drive. It's your commute to
0: work in the morning.
1: You want 10 minutes to be able to stand around the water cooler and get caught up on UC Xavier NKU. Dayton, is this a, right a preview
0: show a post mortem show po- what? P-
1: a post with a little bit of a preview for those shows? And it's all in podcast form. It's not live. Uh, it's, it's, it'll be on your phone when you wake up in the morning to go to work. Okay. So we, we have already talked about full court press. There's a million of those. It's gotta be unique. You gotta be able to punch it into your podcast app. And that's the only thing that shows up under that title. I threw out pork hoop That was a little too, uh, that was a little too niche.
2: I think the chatterbox hoopla is great, but
0: the problem is that there's already a hoopla basketball. <laughs> I tell you there's some good ones coming in here. I mean, you guys are are kind enough not to take a shot of me uh, looking uh, as old as I am by when I bend over and uh, and try to read some of this stuff. There's some good ones here.
1: Yeah, we need we need something that when you look at the podcast app, that's the only thing that you find. Full Court Press. I, there's there's already a bunch of them. We talked about that yesterday. Under the rim, we, we rim looked above the up.
0: rim, some of that stuff. Yeah, they're probably all taken. I right? was trying to think of
1: something that incorporated the Cincinnati flavor, but wasn't so specific that. It just pigeonholed you in. I don't know. We'll, we'll workshop it. But it's going to launch today, hopefully, if we can think of a name. Because we already have everything else set for it. So, And now all seven teams played last night. So got a lot to talk about. Should be a
0: good year. Who were the seven local teams that played last night?
1: UK, UC, Xavier, Dayton, NKU, Miami, and oh, I guess Wright State didn't play last night.
0: Right. So State, you're not including Ohio tomorrow. U or Ohio State in this? Uh what about Indiana. Are they in that?
1: No, not Indiana. Uh Ohio State when they play bigger games, I'll talk about them, but I'm not gonna I'm not Ohio State probably won't be in there for every show of every game. Okay. Uh OU if something newsworthy happens okay. that we can talk about. They're gonna
0: have a good team again. Ever has a good one. I like
1: Everett, that one. Nasty Natty Hoops. So I we actually we threw out Nasty Natty, but uh we weren't sure if that was too specific to talking about UC.
0: Okay.
1: We had Cincy Hoops daily. That was a little too generic.
0: So, Paul, I did not get your opinion on your top five. The NFL? Casey was starting to dissect some of my picks Let's throw it back up there. So, there's my power five. Um, And, and, you know, I mean, I could have started juggling around two, three, and four somewhere. You can make a case. Minnesota, one loss could go to two. That doesn't mean they're better than the Chiefs or better than the Bills or better than the Cowboys. But – if you got to power rank them, they're the only other team that has one loss in the league. Uh, I I would have had the Bills at one.
1: I think the Bills are the best team in the league. I would have even
2: even after losing to the yeah, Jets.
1: Yeah, I mean it's the NFL. We talked about this already. Anybody can beat anybody, and I think the Jets are respectable. I'd have the I'd have the Bills one. I just think they're the team to beat. Let's throw it back up there. I would put the Chiefs two. I'd put the Eagles three. Wow. Really? I'd put the Oh, am I really going to put the Vikings at four? No, don't do it. I don't think so. Uh,
0: I, uh. I mean, maybe you think Baltimore belongs in there. No. Some might. All they do is win, guys. All they do they, is win. They are remarkably we They got a lot consistent. of guys hurt. You know, hear a lot of excuse making going on. Andrews didn't play last night. Um, all they do is, is win. Yeah. <laughs> Jets we talked about. Miami we talked about a little bit yesterday. Um, Some of those teams. Seahawks man. in that mix. Seahawks? Can, can we have a conversation about the Seahawks? Well, we're going to talk if Brian Billy gets out of the voting line. We'll talk to him about it. If not, we'll ask him to join us on Thursday. But this is a team, and I talked about him yesterday, about Pete Carroll – um you know i mean his geno smith story is amazing
2: it really is and he's
0: handled himself like an absolute champ he's not walking around playing that card i'm keeping receipts and all that tired crap you know about people used to beat me up i saw where you know uh he was asked after they beat the giants a week ago you know giants you know cut him loose didn't want him anymore and and he was nothing but completely grateful and I'm thankful and appreciative of the Giants even giving him a chance to continue his career. He's handled everything beautifully, including his play on the field. Yeah. yeah.
2: I really would like to see – I like the Seahawks a lot. I want to see them play – I'm just looking at the schedule. I want, I want them to win at home versus the 49ers and for them to play well against the Chiefs before I can – Consider them being like an actual serious contender. But I like them. I have them in my borderline good, I think. I believe. You have
0: the 49ers in that group too. We've not I, talked about them.
2: I do. And I think the 49ers are underrated. I the, the issue with them, it's hard to tell. Because they are one of those teams that just recently got a great player acquisition. Um, you look at their losses this year and they're not pretty but they lost the bears first week of the season against that terrible rainstorm they had Trey lance rookie struggles um they beat the seahawks 27 to 7 um pretty dominant fashion then they barely lose to the broncos that was miserable 11 to 10 destroy the destroy the rams which they stink destroy the panthers they stink Lose the Falcons, that was a surprise to me, and they lost the Chiefs, forty-four to twenty-three. Beat the Rams again, thirty-one fourteen. This week they play the Chargers at eight twenty Sunday night. If they beat the Chargers, I think my
0: so they four and four or five and four? they're four and four. Yeah, that's what I thought.
2: I feel like if they beat the Chargers, they're in the right spot. If they lose the Chargers. I'm going to reconsider putting them down to, like, borderline stink because I have them there because of their defense, and I kept them there because of Christian McCaffrey. I think he's just – I think he's one of the most dynamic players in the league right behind Saquon and Lamar Jackson. I think he's that great. Um, And if he can stay healthy, this team is going to go places.
0: I'm sending Billick a message that let's do this thing on Thursday, okay? Okay. Because I, I don't know where he is, and we've he, he got is. Tracy coming up at 11. Oh, is he here now? Yeah, he is. All here. right, well, let's jump on right now. We we, we have a few – we have 10 minutes here, and, and kind enough to uh, – first time you're voting, young man, in, in the Buckeye State, if I'm not mistaken. Is that correct, Brian Billick?
3: No, actually, it, it is the second time I was able to get uh, – we were just here uh, back in uh, in uh, 20. So, uh, yeah, I'm a veteran of the vote.
0: Okay, well, good. I, I'm glad you uh, got out there and, 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 and made your vote No. I um, want to hit a couple of topics real quick because, I, I, correct me if I'm wrong, I thought you went through a little bit of this uh, when you were the head coach of the Baltimore Ravens, uh, and, and I'm not sure every coach doesn't go through it. Jalen Ramsey comes out the other day, great cornerback, plays for the Rams, and he says, look, the reason we're not winning plain and simple is because our offense isn't any good. Sean McVay has said they got to go back to the drawing board, reevaluate everything. What is that like inside of a locker room when things like that start to happen?
3: It's tough because it, when things don't go well, it, that's that's where the fracture becomes, typically offense, defense. Um, and it's compounded by the fact that the head coach runs the offense. If, if you're a head coach that has coordinators and they orchestrate that side of it, you can certainly handle it a little bit differently. But now that indictment of the offense is an indictment of Sean McVeigh as well, so that that makes it doubly tough. And and you're right, you go back and and he's got to go back and go. We got to look at absolutely everything as to why why now we're not being as productive um, as we are. I mean Stafford, Matthew Stafford, In 40, and, the staff and I would rain, I wouldn't put it on just on Matthew Stafford Dying. because you know even though he he was not good, uh, less than fifty percent completion, there's more to it now. Are they kind of just doing the same thing and people kind of catch up with it and the assets they have to do it? You know, those are legitimate questions, and you got to answer them pretty quick as to, okay, should we run more, run less, run more of this type, do more verticals? You know, are you not matched up with what the scheme is to what the personnel you have? So he's got his hands full, and, and the fact that the the, the the players are calling out is always makes it tough. If you're the
0: head coach right now in Green Bay, your chances of winning the division are basically uh, done. DUN, as I like to say. You've heard me say it a million times. I mean, they're three, four games back. Um, Brian, this is a sinking ship. Um, And Aaron Rodgers does not look good. Uh, They drafted a kid in the first round two years ago. Um, you're, You're right at the midway point through the season. Um, you look at all the potential wildcard teams out there, and I know this sounds almost blasphemous uh, to think that you would phone it in um, with Aaron Rodgers at quarterback on your team, but if you're in Green Bay, do you have to give any consideration at all yet to maybe seeing the backup guy as your future?
3: Well, only if you are totally committed and understand that that you're done with Aaron Rodgers. There's no way you can go to Jordan Love saying, well, let's, you know, particularly this early and, you know, we're approaching the midway part of the season, week nine. Um, But that's a lot of football left to be played. So you're basically going to throw up the white flag, even though as you just laid out, it's, it's probably if you're not out of it, you can see it from here. To think that all of a sudden you're going to turn it around, and and you could, but you're, you're talking about Aaron Rodgers, someone who's not real happy about his situation in Green Bay anyway over the last couple of years. Um, yeah, I mean you, you, that would have to be a fundamental organizational decision that says we're we're moving on from Aaron Rodgers because there's no okay we're going to do this and then come back with Aaron next year. That, that's that's just totally unconceivable.
0: What was your reaction to the news about Frank Reich and the guy who's now replacing him, Jeff Saturday, taking over as interim coach?
3: You know, it is what it is. As a coach, um, uh, I'm embarrassed that ownership would think that you could just plug anybody in. No disrespect to Jeff Saturday, he's a longtime player, uh, I'm sure has an excellent perspective on the game. But it, it, it says to me, at least in this instance, that management really doesn't think coaching involves a lot and, and, and just about anybody can do it. Uh, it's, it, you know, now that's from a coach's perspective, you know, so um, when, when you plug someone in like that and just say, well, yeah, anybody can do that and we'll just plug someone in and all of a sudden, I, with no experience whatsoever, outside of playing experience, Jeff Saturday, could possibly be a great coach. And I always loved bringing former players into the profession that wanted to commit to the profession, kind of build your chops on, okay, this is what it takes to coach because there is something to it now. Uh, I, I, uh, yeah, it's, it's, to me, it's, it's very disrespectful.
0: We were talking about, you know, Frank Reich a little bit and the fact that that, that Brian and you went through a stretch w- with some of this, not to this extent, but I mean, you know, the guy's been there and he's had to use seven different starting quarterbacks and he still found a way to be seven games over 500. I mean, we're not talking about some guy who, you know, they're 26 and 41 and, and, and okay, it's time to make a change. Uh, I, I would imagine that Frank Reich is one of those kind of guys that's going to get a chance again somewhere else. Don't you think? I thought the guy did a decent job. We, we brought up earlier, the last two games of last season is what really – I think, put the nail in the coffin on this guy when all they had to do was win one of the last two and they'd have been in the playoffs and they lost them both, including a humiliating game to Jacksonville, the last game of the year. But I, I still think this guy's a good
3: coach. Yeah, there's no, you know, he is. Every coach that's been fired is basically a good coach. He wouldn't have gotten the job if he wasn't a good coach. It just didn't work out. No, you can't go through that litany of quarterbacks. And you pointed out with my you know, record as well. That it doesn't eventually catch up with you, you know. If you're going to have any sustained success in the NFL, it, you, you have to align and, and hit at that quarterback position and let it run for a while. Uh, coaches that last a while, um, the the to to the job that he's done and he has done a good job with a number of different quarterbacks, but just the fact that you've had that go round that that inevitably i can't think of a single coach of any longevity that was on that treadmill that eventually didn't get fired and and then that's ultimately the reason and and you can look back and say well maybe we should have we should have taken gotten a guy developed him uh again okay if you get the right guy and he came in with with uh with luck did yeah. he not so he thought yeah. he was coming okay yeah I'm, I'm gonna have that and then all of a sudden it changed so yeah, it, it shows you that there's a lot of different ways to do it, uh, but typically if you're gonna last in this league, when you get the job, you get it in the first year, maybe sometimes you can get it in the second year, you get that guy, you draft him and and develop him. And if you're gonna be successful, then you're on a good run, if you get the right guy, which 50% of the time you don't, and then you're out of a job anyway.
0: Last thing I wanted to ask you about is, uh, is... What it must be like right now if you're Sean McDermott in Buffalo. Uh, You've got a team that is built to win, that is built to win right now, and a lot of that is built upon the back and the shoulders, uh, and in this case, the right elbow of Josh Allen. What is it like during the week when now all of a sudden, you know, you're sending this guy off for an MRI, maybe he's asking for a second opinion, you're having to decide, well, can we run him out there this week? That's got to be – a very tense situation, I would imagine, right now in Buffalo.
3: Yeah, because you're right. Like any any good team, whether it's Kansas City and Patrick Mahomes, whether it's Baltimore and, and uh, Lamar Jackson, uh, whether it's Jalen Hurst in Philadelphia, good teams that are winning, and now all of a sudden there's a question about that guy. That That's going to shake your team to its foundation. Now they'll rally around it if it does turn out that he's going to be out for a while or an extended period. But because but, they're a good football team, but then, but then you get into the playoffs and can you make that run as well? So, yeah, this is, this is one that uh, any other position you can kind of, okay, next man up and we can wrap some things around it. But when you're talking about the quarterback position and, and at, at a position where you had a dominant guy uh, and that's the reason you're one of the reasons you're winning, yeah, that, that organization is, is dealing with a lot right now.
0: All right, my friend. Well, thank you, as always, for your time. Great to see you. Enjoy the sunshine up there in Columbus, and we'll catch up again next week.
3: All right, we'll do it, man.
0: All right, buddy. Brian Billick, kind enough to join us each and every week right here on the program. We certainly appreciate his time very, very much. We're going to take a break, and then we call it the best 30 minutes in, um, in television. I don't know if this week Tracy Jones is going to be joining us, uh, if he extended his vacation down in Florida, or whether he's back in his uh, – Uh, palatial penthouse in bellevue Uh, we're about to find out stick around all right welcome back to off the bench presented by united dairy farmers uh we call it the best 30 minutes in television twice a week tuesdays and thursdays our good friend tracy jones tracer where are you this week how are you doing today i'm still
5: in florida still at Minnesota key I'm gonna be here for another two weeks. Uh, we've had a situation <laughs> where we had had uh, the red sea. What is it called? When you get when you get more algae, the red tide. Red tide. Yeah. Thank you. A red tide, and there's a lot of dead fish. Yeah. A lot of dead crabs, and it's just it's
0: kind of sad. It is and sad. a lot of, and it smells too.
3: Yes, it, it, it,
0: it is really bad for those that, that have not experienced it. It, it for lack of a better term it's some kind of you know the the, the water gets stirred up and some kind of bacteria mm-hmm. and the fish die and they come up to shore and it's it really is it, it, it's sad. So are you not allowed to get in the water? Well, can you I be brutally to get honest? in the water?
5: I don't want to get in the water. I don't like stepping on fish. I don't like stepping on crabs. Things are hitting my leg. I saw a a dead eel actually out uh, on on shore. Wow. Yeah. So a puffer fish. It's just, it's kind of ugly. So it's just one more thing I can complain about, Tom. And you know, I love to complain.
0: Have the accommodation. Well, first of all, um, uh, because we've talked about the accommodations a little bit, but did did family kind of come in? Because, you know, when you, you know how it goes, Trace, you know, all the best laid plans, right? family you love them you can't wait to see them and then everybody shows up and not always so grand where are you with all that <laughs> you know everybody canceled everyone canceled and,
5: and let me just say this because we really haven't touched on this that storm that hurricane that hit yeah. it hit Minnesota key it hit in inglewood florida so you have debris this is really sad. We're getting some sad stuff here, Tom. That debris in, on the street is probably ten feet high. Yeah, uh, really took a hit. Um, so it's just it's just sad for a lot of people. So there's a lot going on here, and I should have canceled my trip, and I did. That was that was my mistake.
0: Why should you have canceled your trip?
5: Well, because half the restaurants are closed. Um, the beach is bad. Uh, there's trees down everywhere. The internet doesn't work. It, it just, its it, it got hit. And I, I'm not really enjoying myself. I, it, it's tough to compare this to Bellevue. I mean, Bellevue is such a cool place and such a happening place. Uh, I just want to go home. I'm ready to go home.
3: But I still got two more
5: weeks
0: left. Well, I was going to say, you still got two more weeks. Um, I, I want to get into something. Um, serious with you here for a second because you know the world series you and i touched on this last week uh, about the whole aaron nola zach wheeler thing where they starting to show some cracks and running out of steam getting near to the end of the year was verlander running out of steam i want to ask you a serious question when you're going through it or when all is said and done do teammates, and maybe you don't express it to another teammate, but do teammates, you know, they, 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 they you know, in, in this case, the Phillies, do they kind of look, you know, when they get back home and maybe they're talking to their wife or they're talking to a couple of buddies who are in town for the World Series, whatever it might be, yeah. do they sit there and, and get down on other teammates who don't deliver when it means the most? I don't think so. I think you've been through so much
5: during the season. You have that bond. They had a great year. I mean, they came from what one of the uh, wild card teams to actually be in the World Series. Just watching, and I know this is going to sound really bad because I'm not one of these guys, but the Phillies, to me, looked like they had really good chemistry. I don't like to use that word, but it seemed like they really liked each other and rooted uh, each other on. But they just, they just. Came across a better team the astros are a better team and tom if you remember i made that prediction right the astros am i right i'm wrong
0: you you did and that's one of the reasons we have you on the show i don't know if we ever told you this or not but one of the reasons we have you on this show is because of your ability to see things that a lot of the rest of us just simply don't see bingo
5: and that's going to bring me up to my next topic is not only does it work with baseball but it also works
0: with politics, and of course, this being election day, is huge. Do you not agree, Tom? Uh, you know, Tracy. Before you came on, uh, they had asked me. Paul and and uh, and and Casey, the Hammond Eggers, uh, had asked me about you know tonight with Ohio University playing Miami of Ohio, my alma mater. OU just up the road in Oxford. Was I going to go to the game, watch the game? I said, you know. Um, I said, this is one of my favorite nights of the year. Uh, I, I like just settling in in front of the TV and like following all of the, the the political, the voting that comes in and everything going on. I really look forward to this night every couple of years. Yep, me too. And I'm sure you are too.
5: I am. And let me just make a couple predictions here. And, and you guys are just going to shake your head because we'll be talking about this on Thursdays. The Republicans will win the House. I think that's a given. Yes. Now, on the side, the Senate side, I'm a little shaky about three states that could go either way. I'll make this prediction. We will not know in two or three days if the Republicans or the Democrats won that Senate race. You know why? A little controversy, right? We're still counting ballots. We'll be counting hanging chads. And it'll just be ridiculous. And, and I worry about people really getting upset about this. I mean, you could have an election in Guatemala, right, the president? And you know you can count the votes in one day. You did that in Brazil about two weeks ago. But you can't do it here in the United States. Well, you know, the thing uh, that I, I, I find you, it, it, interesting and the,
0: the, the thing that I find interesting, and I read a long story about this a number of months ago, because look. Uh, you know, depending on who thinks they're going to win or who thinks they're going to lose or whatever it might be, you'll get both sides complaining about this. You know, you know, were we counting dead people's votes, were we doing it right. But there are very few things in the world, very few things in the world that I would want the United States to emulate as it pertains to the country of France, because we have been carrying their tail for the better part of A hundred years on multiple fronts, okay? But in France, they only have paper ballots. There are no voting machines. There is none of that nonsense. They found out that there might be something to voting machines. They might be. They might be subject to some kind of hack. And all these yep. kinds of things. So the French yep. decided years ago, and, and, and to go with what you're saying, the French decided, here's a ballot, fill it out, and we're going to add them up. That's what we're doing from now on. And you can release who won and who lost by the end of every single voting day. Just simplifying things, right? Other countries right. can
5: do it. Why can't wait? I mean, how about the whole voter ID? you know, and that was racist. How insulting for black people, I thought. I mean, that's just, I mean, you have to show an ID to check out a, a, a library book, your license, you have You have to have ID. And for people to call that into question, is just, you gotta shake your head. And let me just say this, and I don't wanna open up a can of worms, but those liberal Democrats are vicious and mean-spirited and angry, angry people. Do you not agree with that, Tom?
0: You know, Tracer. I sit here and I'm doing my best to just. I, I'm gonna. I, I'm gonna. I'm gonna just try to stay focused down the middle. I think it's pretty evident in most of the things that I talk about that that I feel like you know people would be able to figure out which way I might be more than leaning. That that would not be the accurate word, leaning. Right. But I think there. I think that. When it comes to this part, there are a lot of nasty people on both sides. I will say that. I think there are a lot uh, of nasty people out there. I really do. I I mean, some of the things they say about each other and the way that, you know, look, uh, you know, somebody, sometimes a lot of these people on both sides are just going out of their way to say nasty things about other people. And I don't think that's the way this whole thing is designed to work. And I,
5: I, I got to disagree with you, Tom. I, I really do. And let me give you an example of the difference and how mean and angry the Democrat, liberal Democrats. My wife said the same thing as you. You know, it's talking about, oh, they're equal, going back and forth. No, I, said, I, didn't
0: well, say, I did not say they were equal. I didn't say that. I said both sides okay. do it.
5: Both sides. I said, well, let me prove something to you, Danae. I said, let me get a bumper sticker and put a vote for Joe Biden on the bumper sticker. And you could drive your car around. She did for a week. And we were in California when she did this. Nothing happened to her car. You know, one of those ride with Biden bumper stickers. And then I says, "Okay, nothing happened. She says, yeah, nothing happened. I said, "Okay, watch this. I put a bumper sticker, Trump 2020-24 for president on her mom's car, on the back of her mom's car. She drove that car around for a week. Do you know they had so many dents in that car, they had to sell it for scrap.
0: Can you believe why, that? Why, why would how- you put Why would you put that on your mother-in-law's car? Why not put it on your car?
5: Uh, because I didn't want my car damaged. I was trying to prove <laughs> a point to my wife. I mean, the people were spitting on it, putting, you know, just putting dents all over the car. This is the people I'm talking about. This is the mean-spirited Biden voters are.
0: But you're down there in Florida country now. I mean, you're down there. And, and look, you, you couldn't have been happy with Donald Trump using the nickname for Ron DeSantis, who's done an incredible job down yes, there in he Florida. Has. I mean, yes, he has. they're talking about, you know, Miami-Dade County. Tons I of know. Latino voters, African-American voters, for the first time in 40-plus years, flipping Republican in a gubernatorial race, which hasn't happened forever. Because he relates no. to the blue-collar, you know, the common man out there. Uh, and, and for Trump to take that shot the other day at DeSantis, giving him a nickname, the sanctimonious. that's what I'm talking yeah. about. That stuff yeah. happened. Yeah. On both sides. That's what I mean, Tracy. That's what I mean. I know. And, and
5: Trump gets—he's so thin-skinned. He just can't. And I like him. I like his policies, but he is so thin-skinned. DeSantis has done such a great job here in Florida. Do you know they never shut this state down? You were never forced to wear a mask. I mean, it just—I asked someone the other day at Winn Dixie. I said, "Did you guys ever have to wear a mask coming into the grocery store?" And they said, "No." He's done a great job. I tell you who—just my take. I think Trump is gonna have Kerry Lake as his running mate. That's my take you know I know Lake, Lake I've
0: known Carrie Lake a long time uh when what I was out there living in Arizona uh she was a news anchor uh yes. forever she would be like here in Cincinnati um Cherie, well, uh, 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 Lolo. Lolo, uh or somebody yeah. like that or Norma Rashid back in the day it'd be yeah. like. Yeah. It'd be like her, Kid Andrews, or somebody like that. Yep. It would be like uh, one of those ladies uh, running for governor in the state of Ohio. She is 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 very smart, really likable woman. Uh, you know whether they, you're going to vote for or not, but she's very likable woman. Um, a lot of people who are watching our show right now, Tracy, are wondering why not a ticket um, of Trump Jones in 2024. You know, I was president of my junior
5: high, I will say. I ran against the most popular girl, Sue Camus, and uh, I beat her. It was pretty close what they say, but I was uh, president of my junior high. Of course, I wasn't president of a fraternity like some people, but uh, I I, I like Trump's policies. I, I don't believe in open borders, you know, energy independent. You know, you, are you one of those guys that worry about Ukraine's border and does, and you don't worry about our border? No, I, I'm definitely right? not
0: one of those guys. No are,
5: are you one of those guys that want to get a booster shot every other week? I no. bet you Casey's, I'm just going to guess this. I bet you Casey's wife is all, a big time lib and says, you know what? Why, why are you Casey, beating up well, on his
0: wife? You don't even, why are you beating up on Casey, not his
5: wife? Well, I know, but you know, she's a, a, a liberal. Let's say she's just a LeBron. She's probably t- Casey. Are you? Have you? How many booster shots have you had, Casey?
2: Me, I have only had the one initial shot and then a booster. Oh, God. See
5: tracer, and still got COVID.
2: I did, but I I had to for work. My uh, my job the- back then was freelance. All right. Well, let for, me ask you this, then Casey. So.
0: Let me ask you this because you know, um, no one in my family got it. Um, and including our kids, the shot or COVID, any of it, the shot, none of it, right? None of it. Oh, okay. Uh, I did only because my only chance, if I was ever going to get rehired again, was I had to have a shot. And that's the only reason I did it. Otherwise I wouldn't have done it. And look, I'm not telling any of you how to do it. I'm not a doctor, but don't tell me what to do either. I don't know.
2: I would personally, I would have never taken the shot if that, like, I would have never done it. But I had to for work. If I wanted to continue going to Bengals games, working that, I had to do it. Um, Personally, in my life, my dad, who took the first shot, he was bad. Like, he was in rough shape after taking it. Right. So, I I don't fault anyone for not wanting to take it. But it was really – I struggled a little bit being forced to take it. To, to work
5: yeah
0: it's tough you know what you know it's criminal you what what's about criminal? you didn't ask you didn't ask paul the other part of the ham and or well, paul yeah. i'm assuming oh. you've had how many have you had paul? Well,
1: oh, of course. I, well i actually i was supposed to get the shot and then a week before that i got the shot I, I ended up having to get the two of them for work but the week before i got it uh, in january of a year ago I uh, I actually got COVID, and I'm still almost two years later, and I can barely taste and smell. It's been brutal. Yeah, it's been yeah. tough. Yeah, but I, I did end up I did end up getting them both. Yeah, for work to.
5: Yeah, here's the point, right? Because the president of the United States said it. The head of the NIH said it. Uh, Fauci, the midget Fauci, he said it. If you get the shot, you don't get COVID, right? Did not, did, did they not say that, Tom? That's
0: what right, they said. and you
5: did. Was it worth shutting down the economy
0: i was with a guy the other day i was with a guy the other day down in texas visiting my daughter in college who is a gym owner in new york yeah his business completely gone done gone do you win all right so now look let's shift gears here for a minute i want to ask you are you following College football at all.
5: You know, I'll be honest with you, not like I should. Is there something you want to ask me? Because I wasn't Yeah, because I
0: want to ask you, you're a California guy. Okay, you're one of those Southern California guys, right? And you right. were a football player. Don't be jealous. I regularly beat up. I regularly beat up on this program when the topic arises. And I don't think it's worth spending a lot of time talking about the Pac-12. But I got to tell you, Tracer, they don't play football in the Pac-12 like they play football in the SEC and the Big Ten and the Big 12. I I, I look at teams like UCLA and Oregon and these teams being ranked in the top 10. I mean, come on, Tracer. You're a Midwest well, guy now, go. Tracer. Come on now. Yeah.
5: yeah, let's talk about the Big Ten going back a few years ago. I know I'm kind of changing subjects on you, but remember the Pac-10? Remember the six-pack whatever? Of How course, they used of course. to beat the hell out of Woody Hayes's and Bo Schembechler's team? That's 1,000 years cap. ago,
0: Tracer. Oh, oh, it's not
5: a 1,000 years ago. It's only like 40 or 50 years ago. But, you know, my point is back in the old days, West Coast football used to be pretty good. I don't know what happens to them. I don't know how you can't recruit top players to go to Southern California. I mean, it's a great place. How does you see in that stinky
0: area get players and someone in Westwood? Wait a minute now. What do you mean, stinky area?
5: What does that
0: mean? Clifton's Clifton's getting better by the day. They got a great stadium. They got great complex. They got it going on. Okay, you've been to Westwood, right?
5: UCLA. Okay, what do you think? Who do you think offers more, UCLA or UC? And that's a hats off to the to the coaches because they're able to recruit good players. I don't know what happens to the West Coast. I, I don't because they should have pretty good football, and they haven't had it for forty or fifty years. I was going way, way, way back.
0: So are are you like a USC guy or a, or a UCLA guy? I was always an SC guy. I was
5: always an Anthony Davis, Pat Hayden, uh, Todd Marinovich.
0: OJ, guys. I like you. OJ,
5: oh yeah, OJ was in there. Uh, but it's not the same. It's not the same, and it's they're still
0: having trouble.
5: I mean, they're doing better, but they still they can't they have trouble keeping coaches, right? Yeah, well, they
0: they got one at SC now. Well, he's going to be there a long time, Lincoln Riley. They gave him a whatever it was, ten year, hundred million dollar deal, something, and saying, "Yes, Paul, please chime in."
1: Yeah, uh, well, we had we had something for you here, Tracy. So I don't know if you can see the screen, but uh, we have some Tracy Jones rookie cards down here on the desk, and uh, we were going to have to sell Chatterbox Sports, but then they came back to us and that they said that uh, they wanted all of our assets the company and then we said no that's a deal breaker so the tracy jones rookie cards here are keeping us afloat oh oh god did we lose them for a second there they are yeah. there can you can you see them tracer we got you can you see them
2: yeah i see them
5: is that another shot at me you guys making fun of me that they're only 50 cents you know if i sign those cards they'll be worth five dollars that's not bad right
2: that's yeah, not well, that's not bad. It's better than 50 cents. That's enough for my ham and egg sandwich.
0: Those are big-time cards, Tracer. That's you in action, man. You were cut up. I mean, you were all ripped yeah. up, looking good.
5: Uh, yeah. Uh, that was a long, long time ago. That was a long time ago. You like, guys really like to hit me here, don't you? <laughs> talk, about the old, talk about the past. I don't like why, to why, talk why,
0: about it. Why would the ham and eggers do that to Tracy Jones? Yeah, look at that.
2: Yeah, here. Here's a, here's some
0: some memories for you. There they are, Tracer. There they are. Oh, Look at that oh. shot on the left. That's a, that's a knock. No doubt. That's a that, knock.
5: That's going to – that's going to, that's a, a ground ball to shortstop. Make a right turn back to the dugout. I rolled over <laughs> on that pitch. I remember. <laughs> I remember. That's some great memories. See that 57 right there? I wasn't supposed to make the team out of spring training. You know that, right? Yeah. Yep. But when you hit 368 and uh, – I was the last guy to make it on that ball club. And I went, when everyone got on the bus, I actually asked Pete, did I make the club? I had to ask because I didn't know. No one told me I made it or didn't make it. He says, let me tell you something, Trace. I'm going to give you some advice. i get your ass on that bus before I change my mind. <laughs> got up and went north. That's a true story.
0: So wait a minute. You get to the last day, and and, and for people who don't understand this, and, and I know it's changed a little bit. Yeah. Uh, you know, because communication is such a big thing now. But um, you mean to tell me you play in the last spring training game, and after the game, the team is getting on a plane and quote-unquote breaking camp, and they're flying back to Cincinnati to have opening day. You mean to tell getting me – Getting on a me- bus – You mean to tell me the game ends and you don't know? I mean, I'm assuming because camp was ending, your bags were packed or whatever it might be to go wherever. Obviously, you hope for the big league team. You mean to tell me nobody in the Reds organization had told you you were on the major league team after the (laughs) last game? Tom, you remember back in the old days, they would wait to the last day
5: to add that last player sometimes. Do you remember, right? I do. They're going to bring an extra pitcher. Are they going to bring an outfielder, an infielder? How about a third catcher? And that decision was made like the last day. So I packed my bags. And after the game, I was like, I guess I, because I wasn't supposed to make it. When you're given the number 57, you're not supposed to make the team, let me tell you. And I just really, really hit. And Pete liked me. And to hear that story, uh, a couple of the people in the organization wanted to send me to AAA, and it was Pete that stuck up for me and that I made the ball club. And then, of course, the first play of the game, I misplayed it. Remember, Gary Reedus got a triple, and we were down 3 nothing, And everybody started booing me, and I thought, there goes my career.
0: Yeah, but then when you got up there at the plate with bat in hand, you were doing damage. Oh, didn't I? Man, you got that
5: hit. knockoff, Steve. Seat- Steve Carlton, I stole second base, Tom. And you know what? There wasn't a damn thing they could do about it. <laughs> hey, before we leave, uh, are we running out of time here? Yeah, but go ahead. Okay. Just one more. Th- can I say one more thing? Yes. Um, I know that your mother-in-law doesn't really like me. Okay? That's not
0: true. That's not true, well, but go okay. ahead.
5: She's a college professor, right?
0: She She was, not anymore.
5: Okay, so she's probably a liberal. I tell you what, just do me a favor and stick one of those Trump for President twenty twenty four on the back of her bumper, and just see what happens. Make that point to your mother in law. Will you please, like I made the point, these
0: liberals are mean, mean people, Tom. I I will. I you know what? That might actually be kind of fun to do that to her car. So I may take you up on (laughs) that. I thought you liked her. Well, that would be kind of fun though i do all like right. her but that would be kind of fun all right tracer yeah. enjoy the red tide uh and enjoy the florida sunshine all right see you boys right, i'll see you see on Thursday. You see you tracy right, see, you, and tracy. And and see you tracy ham eggers see you tracy long he says so long the tracer all right do we have a cherry on top
1: we do <laughs> this one's pretty funny this one's pretty good
0: presented by united dairy farmers what is it
1: yeah this has been making the rounds on the internet today Uh, we'll just call this one priorities and throw it on up there. So this is a tweet, uh, and it says, got engaged yesterday, texted my buddy who is a football guy to let him know the news. He reminded me that he is indeed a football guy. So he texts his friend, Hey, me and Alice are engaged. The response is ref's been calling all kinds of bullshit. Just keeping Kansas city in the game. Our other guy goes, what the hell does that have to do with us getting engaged? (laughs) Guy responds. Oh, I thought you meant locked in on the game shaking my head congratulations
0: (laughs) that's happened to all of us has it not it's happened to all of us that's happened to all of us priorities there's one of those that goes around on the internet you see it pop up every blue moon i saved it on my phone years ago about or, or maybe a year or something ago where where the guy is is um is talking about his wedding date and it's the same date as a game you know what i'm talking about and it says something like, you know, got two tickets to the game, but my wedding date is on this day. Oh, date. yeah, yeah. You know yeah. what I'm talking about? I can't yeah. remember what it was, but it's something like
1: well, that. Well, it's also, it's also the same as that one tweet where the wife says, how's Steph? And the guy responds, not good, hurt his knee, could be out a while. And the wife says, what? And he goes, what? And she goes, I was talking about our daughter, not <laughs> Steph
0: Curry. <laughs> That's a good one. That's a good one. All right. Do we have any final thoughts from anybody here? Uh, no, I don't think so. No, no, okay. no final thoughts. Okay. All right. I knew Trace was coming on today with the whole political thing, I guess. You had to know the politics we knew, we knew coming on today. We knew that was coming. And don't anybody get all uptight about anything. Okay, we're, we're just sitting here and he's saying what he's saying. It's all right. Relax. Okay, relax. Everybody get out and vote today, though. Regardless of which person you're voting for, we are blessed to have that right to vote in the United States of America. Right? absolutely, absolutely. So good. have you guys voted yet probably I'm, later I'm doing it on my way home today okay Casey same good good you have to go back to your old neighborhood to vote though yes I think that's one of the, the, the things on the, uh, the ballot one of the issues here in Hamilton County is that you don't have to go to the exact polling place anymore that if you're a resident of Hamilton County you can go vote anywhere I think that's one of the oh, really? issues oh really be think I huge. could be wrong on that I could okay. be wrong I think that's I was looking through it last night a little bit okay All right. Uh, And the dunce over there, he probably uh, – have you voted yet? No. But we have a podcast tonight with Ricky Williams.
1: Oh, that's true. Ricky Williams
0: tonight at 8 o'clock. Yep. 8-P. Ricky Williams. Ricky Williams. He, uh, the former great Texas running back, uh, turned Miami Dolphin, New Orleans Saints, I think, right? Both of them? Yep. Great player. Great
1: player. Mental game podcast, YouTube podcast networks everywhere.
0: Any other programming Socialist. notes before we go?
1: Uh, my college basketball show will launch today, this afternoon, if we can think of a name. If we can, I'm going to have to go through this chat and see if we yeah, have a, a lot of good ones. ones. Got a lot of suggestions in the chat. so I'm go of, look. We
0: thank everybody for participating. We thank, as always, everybody for watching. We thank Casey and Paul for all their outstanding work. Watch Brandon tonight at 8 o'clock, or you can download it on a podcast. If maybe you're watching uh, the Ohio University Bobcats. In action, go up the road to Oxford and give the Red Hawks a tail-kicking tonight. We'll see you tomorrow.